Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to the I Love You So Much podcast. I am your host, Kenzie Elizabeth, and I am just having the best day today, okay? Some days during COVID or just 2020 in general, they've they've been not so great, but today I'm having a really good day. I'm in a really great mood, and I'm just going to write it out for as long as possible. That is my number one tip because you don't really know these mood swings, these COVID mood swings, guys. You just, you don't really know what you're getting and when you're getting it. So when you're in a good mood, I'm telling you, okay, write it out. I started off my morning with a really long early morning walk with the pups and that was really incredible. And then I came back and did some reading and did a Melissa Wood Health workout, got ready. And then I just had a really great work day. And I think the reason that I'm in such a good mood, well, one, has to do with folklore, which we will be getting into, do not worry, but also I just have a bunch of candles lit, and it's kind of gloomy outside, and it feels like fall, so therefore, today on July 27th, as I'm recording this, I have deemed it to be fall in my household, because why not? Like, what's the point? You know, we're in a pandemic, so I'm going to order all the fall candles, I'm just going to do the whole thing, because that makes me happy, and at this point, I don't care. So moving on to more important things, um, let's talk about folklore really quick, guys. Okay, I just want to say, I have loved Taylor Swift since uh, the beginning of time, okay? I remember being in, like, I want to say I was in like fourth grade and I was over at my neighbor's house. Her name was McKenna and she showed me our song and we were watching. Remember you guys, the moment everyone had the computer rooms and that was the thing. Um, we were watching the, our song music video, I think. And I heard, remember when there was like songs that were never released that were on YouTube, all of that stuff. Like I remember it then. And I have, I've stayed, you know, true to Taylor Swift throughout everything, even when everyone hated her. And I had to really keep my love for Taylor Swift kind of quiet like there was a year or two there maybe a little bit longer where you had to be kind of secretive about it because everyone just hated her with such a intense passion I, I understand she's like polarizing but I don't know I just love her and also I, she's just one of those artists that I have so many good memories tied to that I will just forever love her and I just want to say Folklore has been the highlight of 2020 for me. This is exactly the Taylor Swift vibe that I love, but it's an entire album. Like, I don't care about the, like, super poppy songs, whatever. I don't care about those. I love the, like, all too well and the, you know, just more sad, slower songs. And this album is, like, fall in an album to me. It just makes me want to, like, go on a drive. It reminds me of, like, being in high school, okay, and, like, the good days of high school. And I would, like, drive home from school when there was going to be a football game. And the weather was perfect. And it was, like, still chilly but not too cold. And you're driving with your friends. And you just got your license. And, like, the sunroof's down. It was just, like, a great experience, okay? And that's what this kind of reminds me of. And it just puts me in the absolute best mood. I've had it 
playing in my house nonstop. Oh my gosh, guys, I also finally got the Dyson vacuum. My birthday is, um, I don't know, Saturday? I don't know. It's soon, okay? It's within a few days, I think. Um, but I got that for my birthday. It came in a little bit early. And yes, this is what I ask for when I'm turning 23. But I will say, it is the best thing that's ever happened to me. All I do is vacuum my house now. And it has truly changed my life. There's just something about it that's been so good. I also have started watching Dead to Me, and I'm on season two. Q and I are watching it together, and it is so good. If you guys, as you guys know, I'm not the best about watching series, and I really think this one has worked out for me because the episodes are only 30 minutes long, and there's only two seasons. But I am just, like, really not the best about watching Netflix, and this show is so freaking funny. Oh, my gosh. It is so good. I want to share some favorites, some things that I've been loving recently. If you guys have not already subscribed to the newsletter, what are you doing? Um, it's in the show notes down below. It's a weekly newsletter. It's super fun. All the products that I love are linked and it's just the best time over there. But I have become re-obsessed with my iPad Pro. I feel like since I stopped reading on it, I kind of have stopped using it as much besides for podcasting. I always had like my little Google Doc up and I don't know. I've been using Procreate. I've been kind of just going a little crazy on that thing, and it's been fun. Um, I also got this new app called, well, it's not a new app, but it's a new app to me called Planoli. Emma actually, in this episode, talks about it, and then I ended up going back and downloading it after, and it just changed my life. I've had Instagram planning apps before, but oh my gosh, this is next level. Like I had Unam or Unam before. I don't know how you pronounce it. This one is 3000 times better. You can schedule your post. I don't even have to go for like, I love you so much or whatever the Instagrams are. Just like running any sort of business day to day, there just needs to be posting. And that's such a small thing to have to go and post and share the caption and stuff. But it kind of breaks up your day and it breaks up my flow. Like I'll be in the middle of something and I'm like, oh, I have to post and whatever. So, and then also having to find something, blah, 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 whatever. Okay, this is like not a problem, but it's really good for any sort of like business styled Instagram because I now have all the posts planned for the next like two weeks and it's so helpful all the captions are ready like I know that is such a small thing but honestly it really does just make me feel really on top of things because that is part of like obviously work in my job so feeling really good about that one as always I've been loving my Kindle Oasis you know this is my favorite and everything there's just nothing that I love more than this Kindle I just finished Beach Read that was such a great book okay it's by the same author as One Day in December and I loved it I feel like the title and the cover don't do it justice it's a lot more than just some like random like romantic romance book. I almost said rom-com and then it just, you know, went down from there. But it's just so much more than a normal romance book. It's these two writers and I don't know, it does sound kind of basic, but it is so good. Just trust me on this. I loved this book. Also, I have been doing my Draw the Circle 40-Day Prayer Devo again. I kind of just go back and forth. Honestly, I just keep repeating it every 40 days. But um, so many of you guys have been picking it up lately and saying it's like changing your life. And seriously, it is the best book ever. OK, it has literally nothing to do with me. Um, I don't remember who showed me this book. Someone else showed me this book and it has changed my life. It is the best thing to read every single morning, even if you're not like if you don't like subscribe to like a sort of like religion or whatever. I hate the word religion, but I'm trying to think of something else to say. Um, regardless of your beliefs, it's really, really good and it's super uplifting and it's like perfect for every single morning. So definitely would recommend I'm also just about to finish You Are the Girl for the Job. I decided to pick this one up yesterday. I had it in physical copy in my LA house, but I don't have it anymore. And I remember starting to read it, and I think I just forgot to finish just because I was in a really busy time and I wasn't really reading much. And so I was just kind of feeling a little bit 
overwhelmed and down on myself and blah 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 whatever and for some reason I felt like I needed to pick up this book so I got this book and I read like half of it last night and I probably only have about like 20% left so it's been really really good really encouraging also a lot of good takeaways but anyways so that's just some of the things that I've been loving I need to give a little PSA and tell you guys how I spent my weekend I'm really all over the place in this intro but this is important okay I dry swallowed pills the other night which I do often honestly I can't lie even though that's so bad for you right and dry swallowing just means you didn't drink water when you take the pill okay and I woke up in the middle of the night in so much pain I was awake for like three hours just sitting there because I could feel the pill in my throat and this is happening before not to this extent though right and so I'm like oh my gosh I'm dying the next morning dying I'm in so much pain right I had so much to do that day too don't even don't get me started please not that anyone is but you get what I'm saying so uh, naturally so what do I do? Naturally, I go online, right? And I'm reading all these articles and everyone's like, Zoloft, like the dry swallowing disaster, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, that's actually those people. Until I realized that I too take Zoloft and that I actually was one of the people who dry swallowed Zoloft, okay? Don't ever do that, guys. Literally, I'm begging you, never dry swallow pills ever again. I was in the most pain I've ever been. Essentially, Zoloft, like, will burn your esophagus. So that was what I was dealing with all weekend. And um, it's fine. We've come up on top. And, you know, folklore and dead to me were here to comfort me. But it was just not not a good experience. I would not recommend. But anyways, today's episode is really exciting. We have Emma Leger on. She is the queen of Instagram, okay? Like, uh, there's just no one who is better at it. I literally I tell her, like, she was born to do Instagram. She's so good at it. And I just needed to know everything. I needed to know all the, the tricks and the tips and everything that she's got for us on Instagram because she's the best. Normally, when I go to someone, I wouldn't ask them all the obvious questions. But I feel like she's just so good at it that it was just I couldn't I couldn't miss out on hearing her tips. OK, she shares a lot of things of her, how she's grown her Instagram, how she's grown her own brand, created like a very loyal, engaged audience. And I feel like this episode is so good for not just people who are kind of bloggers or Instagrammers or vloggers or whatever that might be, but for anyone who's building any sort of business, because typically like you have customers and you need to build some sort of like engaged, loyal audience. And Emma is your girl, again, queen of Instagram, stunning queen. I literally, PFG, I cannot wait for you guys to listen to this episode. So without further ado, let's get started. Hi. Hi, how are you? I am great, how are you? Good. Thanks for having me on. Of course, Emma just actually informed me that this is her first podcast, so I'm honored. This is my first podcast. I'm kind of nervous, but I'm excited. I'm actually like shocked this is your first one, but I'm honored to be the first. Wait, you're recording with Lauren tomorrow, right? I am, yeah. So I literally have, I've never done a podcast, well, apart from like my own, but I've never done a podcast on someone else's. And then this week, all of a sudden I have two podcasts, so it's great. She DM me when I posted my story yesterday. She's like, we literally are always on the same wavelength. Like we're actually the same person and we always do the same things. But anyways, um, do you want to give a little one minute bio, a little background on yourself? Okay. So I'm from Canada, which a lot of people don't know that. I'm from Vancouver. I grew up here and I have always loved fashion. So after high school, I went right into fashion school. Um, I went to a college, kind of like a private institution, which was kind of like not the norm. I feel like all of my friends went to university and did like the very like traditional route, I guess you could say. So I was always kind of like the weird one or like 
the creative one, I guess, but I knew I wanted to do that. So I went into fashion school, fell in love with everything, blogging, social media, all that good stuff. And then eventually I kind of started doing a blog, I guess, through school. And then it kind of picked up a little bit, I guess. I mean, not really, it, like really wasn't a job back then. This was like four or five years ago. When I say picked up, I mean like I got maybe a couple hundred likes on a photo and I thought I was going <laughs> to but I did that for a while. I worked a couple jobs like simultaneously. And then eventually I was like, you know what, I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to try this full time. And in the meantime, one of my best friends who I'm still like super close with right now, we both quit our jobs at the same time and went to New York fashion week. And it was kind of like the moment I was like, you know what, I'm taking this full time. I'm quitting my job. I'm not happy with where I am. I want to do my dream job. So we just both quit together, literally both quit our jobs in the same week. And we we're like, bye. <laughs> And then we flew to New York together and it kind of just went from there. So ever since then, I think I was at like 10K though. Like this was like, I was still a baby. Like this was like just starting out, but I just really took the leap of faith. Went to New York Fashion Week, had so much fun and just kind of like snowballed from there. I feel like I just met the coolest people, traveled the world. And you know how it is. We just like networked our way to where we want to be. So yeah. You're also kind of like actually background. <laughs> you are actually the queen of Instagram. Guys. I'm absolutely not. I'm so no, you not. absolutely are. I actually think that to bring up Lauren again, we were talking one day, just randomly. I don't even remember when this was said, but you were literally born to like for Instagram. Like I have never met someone who does it better than you. It is oh my god, absolutely never heard incredible. That I love that. I love that. Born to do Instagram. I love that. Honestly, really that's so say, but like I mean, I don't think I can take that title because there's so many talented girls on the app and guys obviously but thank you that's so sweet i really love my job though like i think it's because i think the reason why I, ju I just love my job like i truly do and i feel like it was always a dream to do this so i like don't take it for granted because i always like remember where i was like five six seven ten years ago whatever just like dreaming of being a youtuber dreaming of being like you know the face of my own company so it's just like i don't take it for granted at all i love that we are going to be business girls in today's episode. Typically, I won't have like a blogger on to talk about blogging, but because you are, in my opinion, the queen of Instagram, I actually do want to talk about like building a brand and the loyal following community and all of that stuff. But before we get into that, Hotsi, what is the best purchase you've made under $100 in the past six months? Okay, so... I know I probably should answer this as like a fashion answer because I'm like a fashion girl, but I have to say my milk frother because it's like, I'm like right now I'm just like, well, I've always been obsessed with coffee. I'm like a coffee queen. Okay. But I bought my frother for my apartment and it just changed my life. I don't go to Starbucks as much. I like make my coffee at home. It's just like the best life hack. So yeah. Also, it, your Instagram stories of it are beautiful. So it just like oh, adds, you know? No, I'm like so proud of my froth and honey. And I feel like people think I think I invented that, which clearly I did not invent coffee and honey, but people think I do. And I'm like, no, I just like love to talk about it. And I love that it's such a good combo. And I feel like it's not very common. And originally my boyfriend's parents, they're from South Africa and it's very South African to have honey in your coffee. And that's when I kind of started having it anyways. But I love coffee. It's my favorite. I love that. I also love your vlogs. I think you have done such an incredible job with the weekly vlogs. I'll put them on on my TV. It's just like, I watch them all the way through. I just absolutely love them. You're just killing the vlog game as well. Well, honestly, that makes me feel so great because it's been honestly tough. Like 
people underestimate weekly blogging and just that job in general, that title is so it's a hard, it's very challenging to do every week. And I mean, I love it. So it's makes it easier, but yeah, like you do weekly vlogs and daily vlogs too, right? Yeah. You know how it is. Like, and I think I actually listened to your episode with Mark Oshray and you guys, you were talking about how when you're like in a sad mood or in a bad mood or in like having a down week, it's really hard to like put on this face for vlogging. And like, I watched that whole, I just really resonated with that conversation. So I was like, wow, that's really how I can feel sometimes, especially in quarantine. So but like overall, it's been super fun and like I love doing it, but it's definitely challenging. <laughs> I totally agree. Selfish question. How do you handle kind of like privacy in your personal life and then also putting things on the internet? Because I feel like one of the reasons that you've been very successful as opposed to maybe whoever else would be because while you're primarily like a fashion blogger, you also share a lot of your personal life. And I feel like people are drawn to that. And I kind of just went into everything also always sharing my personal life. So I feel like, like obviously vlogging is just more long form. How have you kind of navigated that? I mean, work-life balance has always been a challenge with this job. And I feel like you can totally agree. And anyone who is in social media can completely agree that work-life balance like doesn't really exist for us. And I feel like our typical, like if you were to go on a vacation, like a normal nine to five person would be like, this is my time to unplug, relax, do nothing, like recharge. Like our vacations are like, you're working triple time to like create a lifestyle for them to get inspired by or to, for the average person to get inspired by. So like, we don't really have vacation or breaks, even though we have such an amazing job. It's, there's no work-life balance and that's just the reality of it. Um, but for vlogging, I feel like when I first started vlogging, this was like maybe a year or two ago, I never, I didn't weekly vlog back then, but I did do like vlogs here and there. And every time I would pick up the camera, my boyfriend would be like, honestly, Emma, you're not being yourself. Like just be yourself in front of the camera. Like, why are you so like, why do you put on this? Like, it's not that I was being myself. I was just like being like, just, you know, putting on maybe more of like an elevated version of myself and being yeah, very sure. cautious about what I was saying. And I feel like I just learned over the years, that I have to stop doing that. And once I stopped doing that, it was so much easier. And I feel like it was easier to have a work-life balance because I was just being myself rather than like trying to put on someone that I wasn't. So yeah, I feel like that's kind of how I do that. And I definitely keep stuff private too. Like I don't show everything, obviously. So we do have to keep some stuff private, but for the most part, I just be my true self and then just add my camera to it kind of thing. Same. I love vlogs where, like, do you know, do you follow Julia Havens? Yes. I actually met her a few times. She's so sweet. She's one of my friends. Yeah. I love her. Same. She actually lives like 30 minutes from me, but love oh, her. She, yes. She does such a good job of vlogging because it's very, I think it's easy to tell being friends with her because you just know that's who she is. But like just setting up the camera and it feeling just like you're in the room with them. Like, that's what I want my vlogs to feel like. Okay. Like, let's talk, like, relationships and vlogs, because I also have my boyfriend online. Like, do you ever feel like, I don't know, there's such a, there's so many, like, opposing sides. Like, some people are like, I'm not going to post with a boy until we're, like, engaged. And then some people are like, you know, like, on my end, like, I used to joke about that. But also, it's like, he's, I'm with him literally all the time. So, it would actually be impossible for me to film. It would be impossible. Like, I wouldn't be able to do anything. Like, do you ever... I don't know. Like, how do you feel? What are your thoughts on that topic? I mean, honestly, that's like, I get those questions all the time too, because I feel like obviously you're with, if you're with your boyfriend 24 seven, I mean, it depends on what your boyfriend or whatever partner does for a living. I feel like that really affects it because my boyfriend works from home as well. So no, 
are we allowed to swear on this podcast? Yeah. Okay, I'm like, no shit, he's gonna be home, okay? <laughs> I'm like, okay, so my camera is like propped up on my kitchen and I'm like making breakfast wherever he's gonna walk by. Like he's home all the time. So it's a little bit of an, a different dynamic, but I mean, I feel like if your boyfriend were to work a nine to five or work more of a traditional job, he wouldn't necessarily be in it as much, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. But me and my boyfriend have been together for almost eight years. So it's kind of was just, he's always been introduced my, into my social media and everyone's kind of known him from the beginning so he's been there since the beginning like literally since the beginning so um it was just kind of natural for us but i mean honestly the more like i don't want to say like the bigger i get but just the more the bigger audience i get i kind of try to keep things more to me as well because i don't want to also invade his privacy as much as i'm allowing it to be like i'm choosing to you know expose my entire life to the public which i'm okay with because i chose that job but he didn't necessarily so a lot of the times I make sure to edit things that he's okay with. He always approves what he's in in my vlogs just to make sure like he's also, you know, okay with what's online because it's online forever once it's there. So yeah, yeah, once it's up, it's there forever. Yeah. It's yeah. It's crazy. No, I totally, I am kind of on the same page and I'm like, I, my boyfriend, like Quinton didn't sign up to like have his whole life online and he's so supportive and like, wants to like he's down to be a part he, he would be fine if I didn't or if I never showed him or if he's in every single thing but it's also like there is right. a level of like respect and boundaries where people ask so many things about his life and I'm like that's not for me to answer like it's you know what I mean like there is a level and I don't think yeah. it's like set in stone of like this is your this is how you do this and like I don't know I think that for everyone you just have to kind of figure it out yourself no yeah no umbrella and like back to kind of Julia Havens, like they, her and Hunter are like the cutest and they vlog together, but they chose like together to do their channel together. But it's a different dynamic when your boyfriend's not actually like vlogging with you. So I totally see the dynamic, like they kill it, but they're actually like a couple channel. My channel is my <laughs> channel, but like he can be a like a character in the story. Like you can put it that way exactly. kind of thing, but he's not like <laughs> a character. Yes, same. Okay, I want to talk about you um, becoming the queen of Instagram in my eyes. Um, you've already, like, kind of briefly mentioned your story. At what point did you actually start your Instagram, though? You were working your 9-to-5 job. What job? You don't have to say where it was, was but what were you doing in the 9-to-5? I can say what it was. I mean, I've been open about it before or talked about it before, but um, I started my Instagram probably when Instagram literally came out. Like, I think it go back down to, like, 2012, 2013, maybe. Is that when it came out? 2011? I, so. I don't know. Around then, a long time ago. But um, I worked at Aritzia. I love Aritzia. Great. I mean, I love them for sure. I worked there for a few years. Um, and then I also did some freelance jobs as well. I worked at a restaurant at one point, which was more early on. And then I kind of went to Aritzia. And then I did social media for a fashion company um, here in Vancouver. They're called Bluebird. They're so sweet. They're like this little boutique place here in Vancouver. But I did a lot of like freelance work too. Um, and just kind of juggled a ton of different jobs because like, that's like, that's how I made my money on the side because clearly I didn't make any money from Instagram yet. So yeah, I just did what I had to do. At what point during that though, was it always a goal for you to like do this full time or at what point, you know, you quit your job and went to New York, like beforehand, at what point were you like, I want to make a career out of this? Well, here's the thing. When I started my Instagram and blog, like YouTubers were already a career at that point. Instagrammers in quotations are wasn't really a job yet so for my eye from my eyes growing up I've always wanted to be a youtuber like 
like literally if you saw the videos on my hard drives from like 29 or 2009 like you would cringe like and in my whole family all my friends always knew like I wanted to be on YouTube I used to make YouTube videos all the time when I was younger as well um but like obviously the typical story I feel like everyone has as a YouTuber you got bullied out of it people yeah. made fun of you you were the weird one like so weird to do like I did like the stop motion music videos when oh, you were OG cool, if you remember that like, yeah Oh, like this was like so sabotage. Like, and this is why our podcast is called That's So Sabotage. Anyways, I was the weirdo who did YouTube. And then I kind of stopped because like, you know, the typical people were making fun of me. I was so embarrassed, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then I picked it back up after fashion school when I kind of like regained that confidence. So I kind of just like lived out my like normal high school life and just like was totally didn't, wasn't on social media. Um, and then I went to fashion school and then kind of the spark just kind of reignited, I guess you could say. Um, I fell back in love with it. And then I started my Instagram. I still didn't do YouTube at the time. Um, I didn't do YouTube until a little bit further down because I wanted to make sure that I had a pretty loyal following on Instagram before I created my YouTube to be able to translate over. But once I hit like a certain number on Instagram, I was like, okay, I'm ready to get back into YouTube. Um, and then, yeah, so... That's, I don't know. What was the question again? Like, why did I decide to do Instagram or how did I get uh, to It was Instagram? like, at what point were you saying I, I can make a career out of this? Oh, I feel like when I quit my job, like when I, when I was going to New York Fashion Week and I kind of made a pact to myself, I was like, okay, I need to hit 10K and then we can go full time. And then I hit 10K that week and I was like, okay, I'm going full time. So I love great. that. Okay. So you've recently had a lot of growth and that's like the number one question people are asking on Instagram. Like, what you've been so consistent for like a good amount of time like what do you think it was that has kind of like sparked that recently okay well that's what I was talking to a friend yesterday a couple days ago it's so crazy because I've been traveling and spending so much money on traveling flights hotels like investing in my career okay for the past like three four years traveling to the most like luxurious beautiful cities in the world like on my own dollar investing in myself. And then the one time quarantine hits, I'm home and I got an apartment and I just like grew four times more than I have in the past four years. And it's just like, I'm just confused. I'm really confused, but I guess, I guess people like home stuff. I guess people like the fact that I moved into my apartment and it was like really letting people in, in my life. I feel like before it was very like surface level almost because I was always traveling. I always, um, was in different hotels. I never had a routine that I really let people in on because it was never a routine. I lived out of a suitcase. So I feel like that the fact that I had a routine, I really like introduced my true lifestyle and who I was um, into my following, I guess. That actually makes a lot of sense now that you say that too, because people like to feel like they can relate and not everyone can relate to like crazy traveling and stuff, but you know, people can relate to being at home. So I think that actually makes, that's actually a very good point. And I also started weekly vlogging quarantine. I decided the first week of quarantine, I was like, you know what? I knew when I, I know I'm kind of like a numbers girl. When I hit 50K on YouTube, I was like, I want to go, um, I want to do weekly vlogs full time. Um, so since then I've grown double on YouTube because of my weekly vlogs as well. So I think that it was just really letting people in. And like, like you were saying, like, it's just people can relate to being home and, having a normal life. Like it was really just showing like the true me rather than this like girl who's living out of a suitcase in like different cities of the world, which is still cool. I love traveling. I love like visiting different cities, but it's been really good to have like a routine and just kind of live my life. Like just chill. Have you really liked not traveling? Do you, like, has it just been really relaxing or what? 
I mean, but the thing is, it's like quarantine. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, like quarantine glow up. I'm going to like nap every day and like come out like 10 times prettier. For me, it's like been 10 times more work. I don't know about anyone else, but like quarantine for me has been like my workload has quadrupled. So I don't know. Like I love being home. Yes. I love the routine. I love my apartment. It's like really fun. It's my first time living on my, like living without or not at my parents' house. So it's been like a really fun um, experience, but I do miss traveling a little bit. Like I think that when I go back to, when things go back to normal, I probably will, won't travel as much as I did before, obviously, because now I pay rent and live yeah. um, in an apartment, but I'll still travel for sure. Just not as much. Okay. Business-wise back to content. What do you think out of all of the things that you post on Instagram, let's go like Instagram specifically, what do you feel like your audience is the most engaged with? And what do you find that people are just most drawn to? I think my thing is golden hour. I don't know what it is, but like I shoot, like I don't, I refuse to shoot at any hour of the day. Like just strictly golden hour. I don't know what it is. My <laughs> following is like, but I, I don't know if it's like subconsciously my followers like it because it's just so calming to look at and it's just so pretty, like the lighting's so pretty. But I feel like golden hour, I just, all my golden hour photos do better than my regular time photos. I don't know what it is, but I think that's what my, yeah. But like content wise, I would say like, I would say definitely like lifestyle, real content, not like this production of a photo. I feel like people really like if I took like a, a carousel of like my weekend and showed like what I did and you know, like cute outfits, obviously, because my following definitely loves fashion. Um, but yeah, definitely. That. How do you plan your posts? Like, do you plan them? Do you go? Sh I mean, I watch your blog. So like, I know more than you know, but like, will you go out and plan your shoots and kind of appreciate and have stuff stocked up and have it planned out? Or like, how? What do you do? I mean, honestly, not as much as I used to. I feel like before I would have like a full feed ready to go, like planned out everything. But like I said, I feel like I've really transitioned my brand into more real time. And just like, I feel like I would only have maybe two, three photos ahead of time now, if anything, like I'm usually even shooting in real time. Um, just because I really want my audience to see exactly what I'm doing and actually have my photos reflect that rather than me being like at the beach and then me posting a photo like, shooting in heels downtown like I want like I want my you know what I mean like I want my photos to correlate with what I'm actually doing and I feel like Instagram has caused so much like stress and anxiety on a lot of people due to the fact of like feeds and aesthetics and all that stuff which is great I love the creativity aspect of Instagram and that's why I love my job but being able to kind of step back from the pressure of like a perfect feed and the, like the perfect everything I feel like it just makes me a lot happier and I can just naturally do what I want to do and obviously don't get me wrong I obviously plan out certain things and like some campaigns obviously have a lot of thought into but for the most part of like my daily content I just try to like do what I'm doing and try to make it cute and just like get a cute angle of it from the creativity aspect with Instagram so Instagram for me is like I mean I like it but obviously like I'm just I don't know I feel like actually I do know my problem okay my problem is that I have way too many styles and then I have way too many things that I like and then I'll stick with something for a little bit and then I'm over it nine photos later and I haven't stuck with it enough so for you because you always have like the most beautiful feeds how do you decide what you're gonna do because I've followed on for a while and you've really just done so many things but they transition flawlessly it's really just a masterpiece I mean I beg to differ sometimes the feed can give me like just 
stress me out sometimes when it's really not cute. Um, but again, like I said, I'm really trying to step away from like my perfectionist side, but I feel like honestly, the trick to Instagram is like going with the flow and following the trends. Like if you're not willing to actually like mold yourself into the next thing, like you're not going to make it. I feel like I get it. Like you have to stay true to yourself. Obviously don't just like form to anything that's going on, but I think that you need to take everything that's coming your way and everything that's popular and clearly what people are loving and make it your own. And if you're not willing to do that, then you're not going to grow because people want new people want fresh people want to see what the trends are. And like people want come to you for the trends and to keep up with it. So how are they going to, they're not going to come to you if you're not actually keeping up with the trends. Right. So right now, like nature and like farm girl is so it on Instagram. And I feel like I love that. I've always loved that. That's totally my vibe. Canada vibes. Like we love nature over here. Because you know what, a year ago, it was so New York vibes. You needed to be like on like Soho street or you weren't getting likes kind of thing like that vibe. And now it's nature. So tables have turned before we were traveling to New York because that was the vibe. We were traveling to LA and shooting on buildings because that was the vibe. But now people are frolicking in fields left, right and center. And it's so the vibe. So you just have to like, you literally just have to go with the flow, but like make sure you stick true to yourself and make it your own. Like just don't copy obviously anyone, but give it a twist, you know, give yourself a twist on it and yeah, execute the content. I think there's always a way to do that too with staying true to yourself. Like I talk about with YouTube, it's, there's, you know, always trends and whatever. And while I'm very much so in the lifestyle bubble that really doesn't follow like YouTube trends and challenges, it's like, there's a way to do, for example, morning routines on YouTube are always popular. It doesn't matter what time of year, it doesn't matter what year, they have consistently always done well. And every single person can make a morning routine video, but they can be so different and you can make it your own. So it's not that you're just conforming to whatever that might be. It's like you can make it your own, but also you can be strategic about it. Like you can frolic in the fields and still be yourself, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's like don't replicate anything. And that's exactly it. Like I feel like I'm not as much in with the YouTube trends as I am connected to the Instagram trends because I'm still a newbie on YouTube. I'm not like, you know, totally in there yet in the scene yet. However, I do agree with that, like morning routine and things like that, like what I eat in a day and like whatever those things, obviously they're like trends as a whole, but you need to make it your own just like Instagram. Like there's always different trends. going. When you on. were starting on Instagram and you were trying to like get to 10 K, what were things that you did? So like, let's say someone's starting and they want to become like an Instagrammer or a blogger or whatever that might be. And they're trying to build their following on Instagram. What were some things that you did in order to first get noticed when you didn't even have like a base of any following? I mean, I feel like doing takeovers on Instagrams were super big because you were exposing yourself to an audience that reflected your audience too, or that you wanted that audience. So let's say like Aritzia as an example, or like a Verge girl or whatever, whatever the case is, like whatever suits your brand, I would work with a company that has a following of girls that shop on that, that would want to shop your things eventually. So, um, like I said, as an example, like an Aritzia, I would like work with Aritzia, take over their Instagram and get exposed to their large following and then gain those girls through that, which you knew that obviously you like Aritzia. So those girls are going to like Aritzia. So they're going to like you. So I think collaborating was like huge. Networking was huge. Um, I think that I really put myself out there. I very, I consider myself a very bubbly person and I can kind of mesh with anyone. And when I'm, when I walk into a party, I can kind of just like 
talk to anyone. I feel like that's maybe one of my stronger traits, I guess, that has helped me grow because I feel like I can make a conversation. But I think that's really important. Like if you're really shy, that's totally fine, but try your best to put yourself out there and DM fellow Instagrammers or fellow bloggers in the community that are around the same size as you. That's how I originally started because um, Nitz, one of my best friends now, I messaged her and I was like, hey, you're so cute. Like, want to be friends? Let's do a collab. She, we were both at like 2K, like didn't have a following. And she was like, oh my gosh, so cute. Great. And then I flew out to meet her and we kind of like built both of our followings together at the same time then. So you just have to collaborate and like put yourself out there. I really think that's the biggest thing. I think it's really great too, just speaking to that, is making friends who are kind of at the same stage as you early on. Like I've had Mm -hmm. the same YouTube friends since I was 15, 16 and I'm 22 now. Like from when I first started my channel and like my group message with them right now is going off like as we speak. So it's like, it's really helpful, not in the sense of like, there's some hierarchy with followings, but just like, typically if you're around the same follower count, you're going through similar things and then you're able to, especially when you're smaller and you're not, you don't have representation, you're able to kind of bounce rates off of each other and say, hey, what are you charging for this? Yeah, like, exactly. That is so, I cannot stress that enough when you are starting off. If you are yes. at a smaller rate, okay, well, let's say you're at a smaller following, you don't have representation and you've never talked to another creator about what you should be charging. Like, I promise you, you were, I promise you, you are like, healing your rate right now. Like I definitely recommend making friends in the sphere because it one, it's so fun Two, they're like my normal, just like best friends to this day, but it's so helpful with your business. It's really important. I feel like, and that's the thing me and my girlfriends now, like Sophia knits the girls we have, I have a pod vodcast with, it's a video podcast. Um, but we like totally grew our brands at the same time. And I think that that's such a huge part of our growth because we all have, we all bring something different to the table. And I feel like you need to find a group of girls or guys that have different, you know, strengths and weaknesses, and you can help each other out in those ways. And I think that's definitely a huge part of my growth too, because I know like me, Nitz and Sophie all have different very different strengths and we really help each other out with them. So it's cool that way. And I love how you guys are just kind of associated with each other and you have like, you all bring something different to the table, but you all are like, all of your content is valuable. You like, you guys, I will like go to your Instagram to watch your stories and I normally ignore people's stories. Like that's how you know it's a good Instagram follow, you know? That's a very good compliment because I definitely have like a small handful of people who I like am excited to see their stories. And I think that that's a good thing though. It means like that means that you're putting out content that's engaging and that's fun to watch. And I think that's, yeah, that's a big compliment. Thank you. I think too, (laughs) another reason why your vlogs have like worked out so well for you would be because you've done such a good job on your Instagram story already sharing your life, like from a day to day that it almost feels like a vlog that isn't too overwhelming. So then it's like, people are going to end up wanting more. Whereas I feel like if you, this goes for like any business, any business model, like you kind of want to, you know, like, let's say you want to come out with the jewelry line. You need to make sure that on your, like your socials or whatever that might be that you're sharing your favorite jewelry and talking about jewelry. So it's like kind of goes to the same thing with you. Like you were already doing that to an extent. So then when you started the vlogs, it really helped. 
Yeah. I mean, honestly though, I, that's something that I still struggle with. I feel like is balancing the vlogs and stories because I know some people don't like watching YouTube and they prefer just Instagram, but I know a lot of girls love the YouTube and there's like some very loyal people on YouTube. And I feel like that's like such a great community on its own. So I feel like it's just, what do you do? Like, do you like, how do you balance the two? Because I feel like I don't want to share too much on stories because I want to save some of it for the vlog. And then sometimes I'm doing a lot of vlogging and then I'm like totally MIA on stories. I feel like that's still something that I'm like learning and struggling with. But no, I too very much so struggle with this. I think because I also like, oh, my AirPod just fell out. I also started on YouTube. So my my like main priority was always the vlogs. Like my Instagram is just like kind of a byproduct of vlogs, which I'm really actually working on making this so much better. But yeah, I think I struggle mainly with not posting enough to stories or not posting things that I want to for stories. But there are certain things that I'm like, okay, I like, I've been doing this running challenge. So I like do updates on Instagram stories and stuff like that. But I definitely want like your stories make me want to be better about stories. But the worst thing is when you're, this is like such a stupid problem to have, but the worst thing, it, it does, it's going to sound so obnoxious and annoying to anyone listening to this, but you just have to think of it in like a result of um, screen time. But when you're vlogging and Instagram story, like the same thing, and then you're on your phone and then you're on a camera and then you're like going back and forth, like that is when I just don't really like doing that because I will get like really anxious if I'm spending too much time on either. So I feel like I kind of lack and sometimes I'm okay with that just because I feel like it's just too much. I don't know. It's just like too much screen time, you know? And like not enough personal time and like real life. You're not like actually there. And I think that's, yeah, I 100% agree. You still want to be present in the moment. And I feel like I've learned to do that a lot better over the years. Um, but for sure. Yeah, I definitely would prefer, I think since I'm investing a lot of my time now into YouTube, I feel like I would prefer to like slack a little bit more on stories to be able to kind of bring those, that audience over to YouTube because I feel like YouTube is just like such a great way to open up your life. And there's so much more time and energy goes into editing and all that stuff. So I definitely want like a bigger audience there, but I do also like, understand that people don't love vlogs as well so I do try to do both but it's a learning curve always how do you feel like you've built such a loyal following and a community of people what do you think is like what would you say would be the keys to doing that my following I feel like is just like the most like the nicest people I don't know what it, I, I know everyone says that everyone knows always like well my audience is like the nicest group of people but like truly like I don't know how I got so lucky with such a great group of girls who are just so engaging and I feel like there are girls that have been there since the beginning too which I don't know how they've stuck around this long which is like so crazy to me and so amazing but I feel like it's like I just re- I reply to as many dms as I can I really engage back in my audience I always ask their opinion I feel like I don't do things without not like their consent but I always get their two cents before I do something which I feel like really allows them to like be a part of the journey um with my apartment oh my gosh like everything I was like what do you guys think about this what do you guys think about this yes or no polls like question boxes like so many like just trial and errors with them I feel like is really cool because then they can actually like kind of live it with me Um, And I feel like that kind of gets them really invested. I really do think it just comes down to like being yourself. I feel like if you're yourself, like the right people will get attracted and or be attracted to the energy and just follow along and be excited to watch. I totally agree with that. I also think I, when I first started, I didn't want to get too detailed in things because I didn't think people would care about like 
certain things that I liked or certain places that I went. And I've learned the more detailed I am with things, which now is such a common thing to do. The more engaged people are and the more, like, for example, I'm obsessed with this drink at this cafe in Dallas right now. And it's like, literally, I don't even go there anymore without running into someone because it's like literally nonstop. I'm tagging stories of people at this cafe and I run into people and it's like so fun. But like, I would have never shared that before because I'm like, that's just a Dallas local thing. Like certain things have really, I feel like just been something that like we've bonded over. And also for me, like I have a Facebook group, which I know Facebook is like so old, but my Facebook group has helped so much because I feel like it's like a giant group chat with like my best friends. And I am the same way. Like I won't do anything without asking their opinions 15 times because I'm also like, why would I not? Like, this is so good, you know? For sure. I agree. I, I mean, I've always, I've thought about doing a Facebook group because I know a lot of girls do it. I know that Lauren has one as well. A few other girls that I follow have it. I think it's a really cool idea. I just like find it. I don't know. It's, it's really just that like work-life balancing. I'm just trying to make sure everything is organic and I don't want to like force anything if I'm too busy to do something right now. Like I want to be able to have the time to do everything that I'm doing. That makes sense. But I do love that idea of like a Facebook group and just like group chats, being able to like really connect with your audience. And I think that our vodcast, like that's so sabotage is such a great way of doing that too, because it's a little bit of a fall. It has a smaller following obviously. So whoever is in that kind of group is very loyal obviously because they're following us onto that too so it's a deeper connection especially at the beginning stages because we're still starting out um we just finished our season one so it's been really fun to like do that whole um kind of like it's and it's just a journey it's a crazy journey to do all these different platforms and stuff but um yeah definitely just like being yourself I don't know I feel like that's the biggest thing I don't know for me personally when I started um my podcast I felt like Paige Port told me, she's like, your audience is going to become that much more engaged and that much more like loyal because when you're listening or you're watching like your vlogcast or you're listening to this podcast, it's like, that's also a commitment. And you're, there's just like a bond that you have with people that you listen to and watch for longer periods of time. And you're choosing that, especially with the, like your vlogcast is like, there's, it's such a, like a unique thing that you guys have done. So I feel like that in itself also will add to it. And like, just going off of like my Facebook group, I think the coolest thing for me has been, I will like run into people out and about and it's like a group of five girls and they met in my Facebook group and that's how they're friends. Like there's been so many people around, like you should honestly do one because I have one for Dallas as well. You should do a Canada one and like people, because like I literally have people who are like now roommates and stuff like that or like have started a podcast together. But if you have one that's more local, it's really helpful for like areas. Honestly, I cannot recommend that enough but I want to get into like organization with you and apps that you use so how do you edit your photos and I know you're not like really really big into planning your feed but do you use any apps that help you plan your feed I mean I use Planoli like religiously I don't know if you know that app but it's like an app okay it's called Planoli and it pretty much helps you plan out your feed and it's pretty much like an app where you can plan out the squares and make it all cute and you can like switch things around I've always been a Planoli girl. You look it up. It's great. And then I do obviously use Visco, VSCO, however, however you want to say it. And I use Snapseed. I use Lightroom. I also have presets. So I have like a set of five presets that are super natural. They're not like your average preset. They're like, they're not like, I know that like a lot of travel bloggers do presets and they're very like, they change well, really the image edited. like crazy. And it's so, it's so cool, like really edited. 
my presets are like very natural and pretty much like the base of your photo. And it just kind of changes like the greens to make them prettier and the blues to make them prettier, like that kind of vibe. So I use those. And um, I mean, I feel like my photos have become more and more natural over the years. Um, and I just feel like, like I said, going back to that, like real life, I want to just make my photos as natural as possible. So yeah, I don't do too much editing anymore, to be honest with you. Let's do kind of your work from home routine. Like what is, do you, I don't know if you're like a strict morning routine girl, like a work routine, kind of what is a day? I know the answer is that every day looks different, but what is, pick one day and what does that day look like? Like I'm a morning person for sure. I get up Same. probably around like seven thirty eight every morning. I don't know if that's early or late. I don't know. Everyone's different, but um, yeah, I try to get up before eight o'clock pretty much every day on the weekends though. We sleep in a little bit, but like on a weekly basis, like Monday through Friday, I'll get up pretty early. Um, obviously make my coffee. I'm a morning shower girl. Like I shower every morning. I know a lot of people shower at night, but my hair just doesn't work like that. So I shower in the morning and um, my coffee, have my breakfast. I'm on emails probably for like three, four, five hours on different FaceTime calls, Zoom calls, that kind of stuff. Like very admin is the morning, kind of like the behind the scenes of my business. And then kind of more towards the evening, I usually try to like get ready a little bit and go shoot a photo for golden hour, of course, of course. if I'm shooting, if I'm shooting that day. Um, if I'm not shooting, I'll probably just, honestly, like, I feel like there's so much admin work that people don't realize behind the scenes. And obviously, you know oh how it is. Like, people just think we just, like, frolic around and take photos and that's it or, like, whatever. Only when we're but, in the fields. Yeah, <laughs> only when we're in the field or the farm girl vibes that are happening right now. But Farm girl no, vibes like, 2020. Like, yes, literally, <laughs> we, should make, we should make that a thing. Um, I mean, it is already, like, strategy, do a lot of strategy. Um, I'm also, like I said, we're doing the, that's so a sabotage with the girls. So me and the girls are FaceTiming probably six times a day. Um, and that takes up a lot of our time too. And we're coming out with some really fun and exciting things for that as well. So that's been taking up a lot of our time as well lately, which is really cool. But yeah, that's kind of like the day in my life, I guess. I also like to hang out with my cat. Love so. that. Do you hit midday slumps? Like working from home, I feel like I've always hit midday slumps, but especially on days when I'm working fully from home. Oh my gosh, absolutely. I mean, like, especially in quarantine, it's been like every day has been working from home, like literally just working from home. Now where I am, it's a lot better. I feel like Dallas is also pretty good as well for COVID, but- I mean, it's open, but now Texas, Dallas is a hotspot. I, I don't know if I would actually be called a hotspot. We're not doing the best, but things are open, so I just still don't leave my house. Okay, yeah, well, with Vancouver, we're like doing really well, honestly, and- Things are of really course you guys are. Canada always I mean, is. Canada, <laughs> we're like pretty much back to normal. Obviously, everyone's still wearing masks and there's still like protocols and stuff, but we're like in phase three, maybe going into the next phase. I don't even know, but it's really doing well. So now we're being able to like go to the beach and like being able to go to the pool and kind of have more work-life balance than before because I feel like when quarantine was happening, it was just like work, 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 work because of that and then I got burnt out and then I would take naps and I would watch Netflix and I would get in slumps and like yeah definitely for sure it's really hard I found the only thing that helps me is chugging a ton of water or like going on a walk I, there I will hit a certain point where it doesn't matter what I do to try to like refocus I literally have to get up and do something because I'm worthless like from the hours of 1 to 3 p.m something happens and takes over my body and it's just like I I'm not gonna I'm just not good at anything yeah, I agree. And honestly, I don't know if you have TikTok, 
but TikTok has actually been horrible for me in quarantine. Um, I know there's a lot of people who have made like amazing careers out of it. However, for me, it's just been like really um, a procrastination app. And I've spent way too many hours on TikTok looking at funny cat videos and people dancing to the renegade. So I feel like that has been like really bad for me in quarantine. Like I really had to delete the app like five times. It's really bad. Um, TikTok has definitely taken over my life. Like for instance, last week I made a TikTok of my dog's morning routine to ne- like nine to five by Dolly Parton. Like this oh is, God, the- I need to watch that. I'll send it oh, to you. This is how I've been spending my time in quarantine. Like I definitely could be a little more productive. Another thing for me is like, I literally just have to shut my phone off. Like I just can't, I need to be so far away from it, which is difficult when a lot of the time you have to be on your phone for work. So like, that's the kind of weird, I don't know. That's the weird thing. Okay. So we, I won't keep it too long. We will wrap up soon. What is your favorite brand that you have worked with? You can list a few. And, um, can you kind of elaborate on like your brand partnerships and kind of how you give us like a step-by-step on how you run that and how you either get in contact with brands, if it's outreach, if it's just inbound, whatever that might be. I mean, collaborations have been it changes like so much. And I feel like since the beginning, it's changed so much from obviously when you start out, like you're going to put yourself out there and make a name for yourself because clearly you are not really someone in the industry yet, which is totally fine, but you really have to put yourself out there. So in the beginning, it was definitely like me doing all the outreach um, and just emailing any brand that I could emailing my dream brands, DMing brands. And that's kind of how it started. Obviously I feel like everyone does that. Um, but then now I feel like it's a bit of both. I still do. Like, I feel like people just think that things just come your way. Obviously a lot more things come your way, but I still do reach out to a lot of brands that I love working with or that I really want to work with. And I DM, I slide into so many brands DMs. I love working with like small businesses as well. Even if it's on a gifting basis, like I have, I do not like, I'm totally fine with still DMing people and being like, can I please have that top? I'm obsessed with it. I'll totally post for you. Like, no doubt. It's amazing. So, and I also do love obviously supporting too. I don't always collaborate, but yeah, like I feel like now um, I do, I did sign with management not too long ago, about over a year ago. um, And that was my first time having a manager in my career. So it was definitely a switch because she took over my email. Like I still get my emails obviously, but she took over like the negotiation side of it and the business side of it, which I'm obviously still heavily involved in, but she definitely took a lot of weight off my shoulder and I grew this business and it was like my baby. So to hand over like my emails and to hand over that, like, just like that responsibility really stressed me out. And I feel like at the beginning it was like, she was like, Emma, you need to let go. Like, this is how you trust. You've got to let go and accept the help. And I was like, okay, you're right. I needed to really accept the help. Cause I was at that point, I was just really busy and needed it. Um, but yeah, I feel like some of my favorite brands, I, I, I never, whenever anyone asks me this, I'm always like, I don't even know what to say because I have so many brands that I just love working with. Um, one of the ones that I really loved working with from the beginning, I mean, I feel like, okay, well, tables have turned. I told you about, I worked at Aritzia for a few years prior, but now I work with them on the other side, which has kind of been like a full circle moment for me, which is really cool. I love working with Birch Girl. I'm looking through my Instagram feed right now because I'm like, who do I, were my faves. I love For Love and Lemons. Oh my gosh. I've always loved For Love and Lemons growing up too, or not growing up, but like in my younger days and now I work with them which is super great um nasty gal is one of my top ones I love their team I went on a trip with them actually which was really I love like I honestly though like if you go through my Instagram feed 
you will see like every brand I work with is so on brand with me. I'll never take a deal that isn't completely on brand with my brand. And I love working with all the teams that I work with and I make sure that it totally aligns with who I am. Um, so yeah, there's not like any brand that I don't like working with. They're just all great. I love that. Let's do, well, first off, I love the Aritzia full circle moment. And then also I love how every single brand is like a brand that you would be posting to your Instagram anyways. So it's just like perfect. Yeah, that's exactly it. Like I want to work with brands who like I actually genuinely love and I can, like, I can say proudly that I've every brand I work with, like I'm super proud to work with, but no, back to the full circle vibe. Like there's been so many full circle moments in my, my career, I feel like. And I think that's like the coolest thing ever. I always say, we always say like full circle vibes, always. Full circle vibes. We love that. Let's do a quick little rapid fire master list to wrap up the episode. So what is your favorite skincare product? Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I've always struggled with skin like skin has always been my biggest insecurity so I feel like um if I find a good skin product like it's my holy grail and I like rave about it um but I love the IS clinical cleansing complex it's not the cutest packaging brand it's not like the you know what I mean it's like good stuff though so I always rave about that um and I love the Glossier zit stick it's like saved my life oh I've never used that so it's like saved my life I love Glossier what about makeup Makeup. Um, I love the Dior Backstage um, Glow Face Palette. It's like my favorite highlighter. I literally only use that highlighter. Okay, clothing brand. Okay, clothing brand is so hard because it's like, that's what I do for work. So like clothing for me is just like so hard to pick just one, but I love boutiques. Like I love working with like Shop Up or Nordstrom or Bloomingdale's. Holt Renfrew because they have so many options. I love high and low. Like I love working with companies like Shop Up who have the highs and the lows and my audience can kind of choose what they want with their budget, which is great. Um, instead of just working with like the certain high end brand or the certain lower end brand, it's kind of, you get that mix of best of both worlds, I guess. So I love working like with like Farfetch'd, Louis de Aroma, things like that. Okay, last one. What is your favorite bag? Oh my God. My favorite bag is probably my, what? Well, I think I have two. I really love my Prada, the re, the re-edition from the 2000s. Like love. It's literally, okay. First of all, it's like such an affordable bag. If you're, if you're wanting to invest in like a new designer bag, it's so affordable for like a new first comer. Okay. The best like everyday bag. So homey, so perfect. Can't rave it enough. And then I love my Springs Louis Vuitton backpack. I know it's like kind of basic bitch, but we love her because she's just like so practical. And classic. A classic, if you will. We just love her. So love. But we love all of them. We love all of them. Yeah, we love all of them. Don't worry, guys. Okay, thank you so much for coming on. Um, where can they find you? At Emma Leger, which I know everyone says Leger. It's Leger. It's French, just to clarify. So at Emma Leger. And then you can find me on YouTube. Just search up Emma Rose. I go by Emma Rose. And yeah, that's about it. I'm on TikTok, but honestly, it's a joke. So just like, it's fine. <laughs> You're like, please stop following me. I need like, to delete that. Stop. Yeah, you really don't need to go follow me on TikTok. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Of course. Thanks for having me. I had so much fun. All right, guys, that is it for today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. If you guys have made it all the way to the end of the episode, comment on our latest Instagram post, 1111, and I will be stalking some of you guys. But I love you guys so much. Thanks so much to Emma for coming on. I hope you guys enjoyed, and I will talk to you guys next week.